Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As old millennials, we've been prioritizing health and wellness a lot more these past few years. While we may not be Spencer pratting it up, just not just yet. I mean, Emily, don't, don't count us out here. With crystals on our bodies... <laughs> We are thinking how much more we need to stay hydrated. Recently, I started traveling with at least one liquid IV stick in my bag to make sure I'm staying extra hydrated, especially when it gets hotter or after a night of a little too much fun. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. Use it the first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel a rundown, or after a long night out and on long flights. My sister recently got married, and as her maid of honor, I put liquid IV sticks in all the bachelorette party bags, and my sister and her husband put them in their goodie bags when we traveled to Costa Rica for the wedding. Those came in super handy after hitting an open bar in the sweltering heat. I'm a big fan of, yeah, it was very nice to have. I'm a huge fan of the watermelon ones and the tangerine flavor, which has an immune boost, even better when you're traveling and worried about keeping your immune system going. They fit easily in a toiletry case or even a tiny purse, so it's super easy to pour one in your water bottle. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone and contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and probably, I mean, I know for a fact because I recently had a Gatorade, uh, a much better taste. Oh, absolutely. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code OLDMILLENNIALSPOD. That's OLDMILLENNIALSPOD at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code OLDMILLENNIALSPOD at liquidiv.com. Bye. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the 90s and 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Emily Bejen. And I'm your other host, Margot Poupard. Sometimes in the Bravo universe, we have franchises that last a lifetime, that go through iterations, generations, if you will. And sometimes there's a star that shines so bright, so bright, but for such a short amount of time, one season, in fact. And today, we get to revisit two of those classic one-season wonders, NYC Prep and Gallery Girls. And here to join us is Bravo Queen herself, Miss Kara Berry. Welcome, Kara. Hi. Wow. Nobody's ever called me that. I'm so honored. <laughs> We're trying to help you either get on the screeners list or get to be the bartender on Watch What Happens Live. So we're like, we're trying to thank like you. elevate things the energy here for you. Things are in yeah. motion. So we're excited about that. But thank you. <laughs> of course. Of course. 
Well, we've had Kara on, on in the past on this show, and we are so excited to have you back, Kara. Um, this has just been such a treat to have you here, and uh, we're just excited to talk about these shows that probably deserved a second season, but maybe in some ways they're better because they had one season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I think we can kind of just go into a little icebreaker for everyone on the pod today, which is really, what is your relation to the two shows we're going to talk about? Gallery Girls and NYC Prep. Well, as like a, a New Yorker, I moved around the time that these were airing. So this is like very near and dear to my heart. And like I had moved to Williamsburg when I first moved to New York. So this was like the gallery girls of it all was just like very my universe. Like mm -hmm. I use girls, like not literally, but you know, like there were thousands of these girls. The archetype Emotion was there. Yeah. Yes, Emotionally, absolutely. you've seen these women. They've always been a part of you. And when you said Williamsburg, it's like, it's very Chantal of you. So I'm sure yes. you just saw them oh, run right. rampant. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I can't even believe I lived there during that time, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I love it. I love a New York based show. It just always like does something for me. I'm not sure why. It's the very like, oh, the city is the other character as well. Because yeah. I just feel like they deal with problems that are only unique to New York and like New York energy um mm -hmm. like like thinking that you could own a gallery or that like working for a gallery is like a sustainable good idea. As um, like an or early like that prep schools. Pardon? <laughs> As like an early 20 something too. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very sound of mind idea that only someone with the confidence of a 23 year old would think that they could pull off successfully and also feel like con ed bills are like only really something that you can only think about like on a different plane and like not in like a reality plane because it doesn't <sighs> matter when it comes to just like your art. Um, but I also think that NYC prep also felt very like we had private schools in California, obviously, but they're not like the bad boy schools like on the East Coast, right? right. Like, it was yeah. just very that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's so specific. Like like how college football is very different in the South than it is everywhere else in the yeah. country. Like there's just like a different like how you ingratiate yourself into that world is just so different. Yeah, there's something different like about the the New York prep school that's just so like I don't know, thrilling. I don't know. It was just so old money. It's so disgusting, yeah. but we love it. You know, <laughs> we, we absolutely love it. And I think what's so great about it is, is it, it just feels like a whole other world. Like yeah. I, yeah. even growing up right outside DC, we had these private schools, but it was like, you know, president, senators, kids. It was not right. like, this is a whole other level of money. This is a whole other level of prestige. It is. Uh, and it's just like, you know, the 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 kids grow up so fast mentality of it all. Definitely. Yeah. Which, which I think is is interesting because, you know, these two shows chronicle people at very different life stages. One is teenagers in high school and the other is like the 23 to 26 age range where, uh, you know, you're just you may be right out of college if you if you did go to college, um, you're living potentially in a city for the first time, that kind of thing. But in both cases, really capture two brackets of people who think they know absolutely everything. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's exactly that age, Emily, because yeah. it's, it's the bookends of before you go to college and then yes. after you go to college. Mm -hmm. You yeah. might as well be like the who you were before you went and spent a summer abroad and then who you are after. It's like it yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Match these ones like one to one almost. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'm a senior, so I know everything because mm -hmm. I'm not like you juniors and sophomores. Like I, I'm going to college now, and then it's like, well, now I'm free and I'm like away from my parents, and I'm a real adult, and mm -hmm. I can make decisions, and I can drink two buck chuck at four o'clock in the afternoon if I want to. You know, like oh these are just it's different. Kara, hey, if I put a fruit in it, it's sangria. Okay. <laughs> That's extra vitamin C right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what, do you guys remember each watching this show for the first time? Like, did you catch it during its original air? Did you discover it later? I'd love to hear that. 
Yeah, I'm I'm like an early adopter to all Bravo shows. So I was there front seat watching Vicky Gundelson episode one, season one, you know, like, yeah, I've been there in the room when it happens. So yeah, I was definitely <laughs> like, <laughs> watching them in real time, like really enjoying them. And like, yeah, but but again, it was like, I was living in that city, but a totally different world, like completely different. And I'm about the same age as the girls from gallery girls so it's just very interesting chantal makes me itch just now like <laughs> yes. even thinking about her she yes. gives me anxiety <laughs> so much anxiety she's like, a manic she pixie was- dream girl but for the yes, art world yes. mm-hmm. the yes. way she just like floats through life Oh my and God. she's got that boyfriend who like probably paid like you never know where her money's coming from yeah. or like right? ha- it's, it's, and some designer, of them at like, least kind of make a little bit of sense, but also Chantal's boyfriend kind of looks a little bit like Jack Antonoff, which also I was like, wow, yes. the more things change, the more things stay the same <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I feel like Chantal kind of epitomizes a little bit of this like cross section between hipster Tumblr girl of the early 2010s meets bourgeois bohemian. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, where will the money come from? But it appears because we're not going to talk about where it really comes from. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like she's she's skipping out on lunch to you and with you because she went to Paris, like for no yes. reason. You yes. know, <laughs> so annoying. In the first episode, though, I love when her and Claudia kind of you can start to see it. It's immediately cracking. Like they've barely got yep. this thing open; they're already <laughs> yeah. falling apart. Yeah. And Claudia's like, "Well, you know, we got to pay my parents back, like the fifteen thousand dollars." And she's like, "What did you contribute, Chantal?" And Chantal's like, "Well, my aunt gave me like that twenty five hundred dollar check. Remember." <laughs> like she sounds like every horrendous roommate you've ever had and right, it really right. is so funny Ugh, just and and like claudia is a terror in a different sort of way oh, like sure. she's really anxious but like it makes sense as to why but like i don't want to be around her energy either but for different reasons <laughs> how did their bad vibes just like not cancel them out i don't really know Yeah, I mean, it seems like they probably had a really fun night at, like, a bar, and there was, like, a good amount of coke involved, (laughs) and they were just like, we're friends, you know? And then it's the light of day, and you sober up, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, I got Chantal on my lease. (laughs) They they ended up at the same rooftop party potentially in Bushwick like when it was still new and it was an abandoned building that had just been converted into lofts like maybe it was the it was the McKibben lofts (laughs) and I also like the the little side character I think her name was Laura Mm -hmm. who was also in the business but they just chose not to really feature on the show I would have liked to hear more from her yeah, justice for Lara, who was really just kind of like got yelled at by Claudia a lot. Like they had that fight where it's like, well, why don't you sell more clothes? Why don't you just sell art? Like you're not good at selling art. That was just <laughs> an argument only two 23 year olds could have. Absolutely. Absolutely. No idea. You have no Absolutely idea what they're no doing. Idea. No, not oh at my all. Oh, God. Uh in rewatching these clips and these episodes from our the shows, because you know I was rewatching these kind of leading up to recording and everything, what do you guys think has changed so like the most from a production standpoint with Bravo? I think we've talked about Housewives on this podcast, and it's always the evolution of like when you go go rewatch like season one of OC, how different the sign offs are, how different like everything is. But what what out of these shows, production value wise, do you think has evolved the most? Oh, you know what I miss? They used to do it in the like early days of Bravo. And I'm not sure if they did it so much in Gallery Girls, but they definitely did on NYC Press. Yes. They would do these like yes. man on the street, on the fly interviews, like oh, right in the moment after something happened. And I miss those. Those were so good. <laughs> Real bad. They should bring those back. Um, I Well, there were like some editing choices that they were trying to make happen in Gallery Girls in particular, where they would... They would kind of end segments with characters by literally like framing them in like a really cheesy um, (laughs) post frame and like kind of make it sepia Tony. I don't miss that. But I think they definitely don't work with kids as much. Like I think that that's even like NYC prep being like a one and done probably because similar issues that like Laguna Beach ran into 
um, not being able to film at school, not being able right. to film certain events, having to deal with parents and homework. I think it's probably not worth the headache. So I don't know if they'll ever go back there ever again. But I yeah, really don't nervous- know what about Gallery Girls they couldn't make happen. Sorry, Kara. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think Camille from Gall- or from yes. NYC Prep maybe well, got kicked out of her prep school. Oh, I have a Camille. Uh, so I have a I Camille could be story. Wrong about that, but um, I did hear that. I don't know about whether or not she was kicked out, but I do know she went to William & Mary. And I have several friends who went to William & Mary and went to school with her, mm-hmm. were in her sorority. And she was that girl in college. Like she just like crazy, <gasps> like new, new developments at like, different times. I don't know. Like I don't remember all the stories, but I remember like – Many years oh, ago, yeah. I had coworker friends when I, I, uh, I was like talking about NYC prep for some reason, <laughs> and they're like, we went. They're like, oh my god, Camille went to our Why college. Why wouldn't like, she be? What? She, they were like, yeah, she was wild. And I'm sure at this point, she's <laughs> a very different person. Uh, but it was, yeah, I like. It's interesting because she was so gung ho about going to Harvard. Like that was her whole personality on the show. Um, and not to say William and Mary is like one of the best right. schools in the country, mm-hmm. but like it's, 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 it's not Harvard. Uh, but, um, and so I, it's interesting, like knowing people who knew her at that phase of her life, but yeah, that's my, that's my one connection. You brought up Camille, so I had to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. It, it's not surprising yes. to me because that girl really wore a lot of Ann Taylor. Yes. To yes, not go wild absolutely. once she was yeah. free. Loft and regular <laughs> Ann Taylor. <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for sure. Loft on the weekend, regular, you know, when she's going to school. <laughs> My God. Bless you, Kara, Loft for this. For the because I'm going to take it with yeah. <laughs> in future conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah they they were really like such a an interesting group. Um, oh my who god, was the other terror, Jesse, yes. who really got made fun of quite a bit. And these were like yes. the early days of trolling people who were on reality shows. So people would make these like I remember very, this. Like, They're like, I'm Jesse. I'm a monster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. And they're so mean, but I mean, yes. honestly, the animation was pretty on point and accurate. But she was also like, like you said, like mm-hmm. she was so grown up. She was always so busy doing everything and the charities and and like you know, like peace, just following PC around, trying to never get happen. him to fall in love with her, even though that was never going to happen for a couple reasons, babe. But uh, like, it just, just a lot, just a lot. She's she's a lot for me. She was like a real life Tracy Flick. Like that was the thing that I <laughs> yep. remembered the most about her. It was just like when I was rewatching these clips, I'm like, oh, right. Every time oh she's God. on the screen, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, why are you yelling? Just right. take it down. I, I cannot. I'm so busy. You're like, yeah. I cannot You're think 16. about Operation Get a grip. Smile without <laughs> right. thinking of Jesse. Like if someone talks about the nonprofit Operation Smile oh, in class palettes, I will immediately think of Jesse from NYC Press. I See, see, I think about Jessica Simpson because that was also her organization. (laughs) The founder of Operation Smile, a (laughs) 15-year-old Jesse. (laughs) But it is wild to kind of look at the trajectory of some of these um, cast members, especially with NYC Prep. I mean, Gallery Girls brings up a really interesting thing, which is that Many of these people, while a few of these people pursued careers in the art world, many of them are not there today. Mm -hmm. And for many, for obvious reasons, it's very hard to break into the world. There's only so long you can be an unpaid intern. Um, What do you think out of kind of that trajectory and like how things were kind of working 10 years ago for people and how like 20 somethings were working or interning or whatever. What do you think has changed? I mean, obviously the big one being unpaid internships yeah. are not the, that big of a thing anymore. Thank right. God. I, I always felt like in watching the her at Eli Klein gallery, that there was some sort of like Maggie Gyllenhaal and secretary thing going on. Like it was yes. Dom sub and he was getting yeah. like, like making her, count the pebbles in that installation to see how many there were and like it was just very like psychosexual relationship happening between mm-hmm. them so mm-hmm. I, you yeah. know, for a number of reasons I think that would not be able to exist today 
Um, so yeah. I mean, the power <laughs> dynamic of her being a long-suffering, unpaid intern, yeah. and her just not being able to quit. Like, she literally doesn't need the job. Like, after a couple of months, you've got the experience, babe. You can just boop, boop, move right on out and just right. keep applying and spending dad's money. It's all the same thing. At least you don't have to be abused in the process. It was so uncomfortable re-watching those scenes, especially mm-hmm. everything that we know now. I'm like, I, I'm surprised Eli Klein is A, still open, and B, he hasn't been me too. He tweeted at me like a few months ago because he ended up getting in some sort of scandal. And I, gosh, I wish I could remember why. But I was like, wait a minute. Is this Eli from Gallery Girls? Like, oh my God. He tweeted at you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to remember. He got involved in something. And I was oh. like, please tell me this is not Eli Klein of Eli Klein Gallery. And he liked the tweet. And I was like, oh, oh. no. Oh no! <laughs> I'll have to get back oh, to you on what it was. It was a it was a thing. It was a thing for sure. I'm not surprised. I'm so curious. I got to look it up after and see what it what he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, how did you guys feel about Amy? Like sweet, precious little Amy from Miami. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, we're too. Like, we're two, like, hard workers. Like, you got to, like, kind of respect her hustle. Like, her and Kara, or, or sorry, not Kara, her and Carrie are the only ones that I felt actually, yes. like, put in the work. And yeah. although Amy's, like, cheesy and can be lame, I think that she's just, like, a genuine person. And it and it comes across yeah. as, like, cringe, right? But I think she ultimately yes. had the best arc out of everybody. Because she really did prove everyone yeah. kind of wrong. So for me, Amy kind of, did you guys ever watch the MTV reality show, The Paper, that only lasted for a season? Maybe a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. So, so It was, it was the story of like, it takes place in high school in Florida and it's like the high schoolers that run the school paper that have won a bunch of awards. And there was a girl on that show named Amanda. I think she ended up going to NYU after, but she had such Amy energy where she was clearly supposed to be portrayed as like this annoying, like suck up, you know, try hard type, but was more endearing because anyone who was like, had any sense watching this show knows like she's getting shit done. Mm -hmm. She's competent. She's going to go somewhere in life after this um, for not being like this for not being someone who tries to be too cool, but does absolutely nothing in the process. So that it kind of reminded me when I was rewatching gallery of girls of that person from that show on MTV. But yeah, it's just the, I think if this show aired today, we would, there would be so much more love and justice for Amy yes. on gallery girls than Definitely. there was back in 2011, 2012. Yeah. And people would have rightfully been like, um, Liz, you're a bitch. Like, no, no shame. Like, yes. Well, I so feel like we can her. all see now how much she was taking her daddy issues out on like everyone around her. Yeah. And it was very much an interesting study of somebody who's just like crying out for attention from everybody but can't get it from her dad uh-huh and they were like two rich girls in very different ways like mm-hmm. like amy was just like very sweet and had a close relationship with her family mm-hmm. and like liz had that substance abuse problem and like she was like kind of friends with her dad but like kind of not and like a sort of like cool girl natasha leone kind of way but like not <laughs> but, like, <laughs> and you can tell that they probably went to the same prep school together but then hated each other like like liz hated everything that amy stood for i found the tweet of eli by the way what he is was it talking about serena williams because <laughs> oh no um, oh, Nick, no. i guess during the last u.s open was unvaccinated and he was like yeah. getting like you know rightfully they're like we can't involve you and and let you play if you're unvaccinated so he says it's disappointing that serena williams isn't using her spotlight to call attention to the discrimination that prevented (sighs) novak uh jokovic from playing in the u.s open oh jesus (laughs) oh my god i said not eli from gallery girls let's talk about how you made maggie count pebbles and he liked the tweet (laughs) (laughs) he's such a villain oh my god Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you for oh. looking that up. That was that was <laughs> definitely really worth it. I feel. It. <laughs> oh we, my gosh! But yeah, we've talked. You. I think Amy would have been like the hero of the season for sure. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. She'd be the Gina Casita of gallery girls. (laughs) Gina Shea energy. Just like hopeful. She does, Kara. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Doesn't get that people don't like her. Just smiling. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Press is on either way. Yeah. Either way. Just putting that heel Shishita on. without the tattoos mm-hmm. and without uh, the Botox. <laughs> <laughs> she was she dressed was, but- like a, an, an older secretary. There was like a scene where she gets a blowout and she walks out and I was like, why did you age her like this? This is so Oh upsetting. my gosh. Nightmare. But it was. That was New York in the early 2010s. Like my one of my best friends lived in New York and the way that one, my friend had like a frequent buyer dry bar situation going on, you know, like she, there is no one who dry bar owes more money to than my dear friend, Melanie Wadden Van Dusen, <laughs> because like she like kept them in business, she, you know. And that was, but, you know, she was also like a New York PR girly. And so Mm -hmm. it was a very similar world as the Manhattan gallery side of the world where, you know, you look a certain way. You're supposed to, everyone dressed like a secretary. I sure as hell did at that time. Uh, I was raiding the J. Crew outlet pencil skirt section, you know, (laughs) like. Well, I mean, since we're on this topic anyway, can we discuss the fashions, if you will? Yes. Oh, please. My husband did a drive-by. I was watching and he's like, what's up with all these necklaces? And it was just all of the giant <laughs> oh. like bobble statement necklaces. Like you just had to be there. I don't really, really know what did. to tell you. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I I pulled one out the other day because I've been like going through organizing my closet and like going through old bags and stuff. And I wish it was in my bedroom. It's in my living room. But I had this chain necklace from Bobble Bar. That is just like a string of multiple gold chains tied together. And this is something I had on my neck for hours <laughs> on end. And I wonder why I wake up in the middle of the night hurting, aching. <laughs> and then I look back at the things I put on myself. I'm picturing Mr. T, but like make it fashion. It was. Okay. It was. I mean, it really was. I Again, I wish I could run over and show it to you all. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh yeah Kara any choice fashion moments that you're remembering from either NYC prep or gallery girls Angela from gallery girls really like to like Mm -hmm. step out of the you know of the lines and and like be topless with her gay friends and I think she used to call them these are my gays which you know that was another thing that we probably would strike from the record today Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yes but um uh yeah I I she was always like bold and like dressing to be a downtown it girl and to get photographed and all of that thing so I I appreciated the work that she put into it I loved how the end of century girls always dressed like the saddest coven of witches they were always like in head to toe (laughs) black and then I mean, yes. I, who clocked them correctly? I think it was Liz. Unfortunately, she did yeah. get this read incorrectly about how they're always wearing all black and have bright red lipstick and it's always on their teeth. And like she was yes. right. When you're right. Yes. You're right. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and we can't forget Sebastian's hair flip. Oh, my God. <laughs> that Bieber hair. Pre-Bieber. Listen. Was it pre-Bieber? If, yeah, right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's like 2007, 2008. Listen, Sebastian, for all the Franco Americans out there, Sebastian walks so Chalamet could run. Mm-hmm. I'm just really? saying, like, <laughs> uh, uh, like <laughs> this man with his hair flips. I just like, oh my god! And then I just, I, I can't get over the scene in which someone tries to speak to Sebastian in French and he can barely respond. <laughs> And that was like his thing. He would be like, yes! I'm going to take a girl to a French restaurant and be like, oh, do, 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 do. but like, yeah, he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, it was interesting to see the difference. I feel like fashion is such a big part of both these shows because you very much can tell who the Brooklyn girls are versus the Manhattan girls Mm -hmm. on gallery girls. And similarly with NYC prep, you can very clearly tell because there were like one or two of the cast members of NYC prep didn't go to traditional prep elite schools. They went to like, there was one, I forget which one of, maybe it was Taylor. It was the one who went to the arts high school. Um, Yeah. And she dared to live on the upper West side. 
Yes, <laughs> yes. The poor people live, as we know. Very poor yes. people like Jerry Seinfeld, Mark Ruffalo yes. live on the Upper West Side. <laughs> yes. But they they clearly gave her some notes to, like, dress suburban. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In comparison to the rest of of these kids, because like, and I really, I don't even know if she really dressed like that in real life when off camera, but like it clearly the producers wanted to tell a story with this, um, that she was the, the Jenny of the group, if you will. Cause that's the other thing is we have to, we haven't even talked about how this is supposed to be like gossip girl IRL. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like they definitely, she was dropping at century 21 when everybody else was at like Bergdorf's and all of that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um so but to go into that you know this is a show that obviously was made in response to the popularity of Gossip Girl much like how Real Housewives of OC was made because of the show the OC and Desperate Housewives um do you guys think is there a current TV show that's scripted that Bravo needs to base a reality show off of? Is there a an opportunity out there that Bravo's ris- really missing out on? That's such a good question. I really don't know. Because um, I feel like these reality shows are now so glossy. Mm-hmm. Like we kind of get the cinematic, like a selling sunset. Like we kind of get that. Mm-hmm. What would I want in like a like a scripted show? Do I watch scripted shows? I'm like blanking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do I watch that's actually prestige television? Couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anything come to mind, Margot? I really am because it's like, oh, do I want to watch like IRL The Bear? Like, I have that. I've got Kitchen (laughs) Kitchen Nightmares is back, baby. I I caught it in real time the other day. So I, I don't need that. So I'm not, I'm, you know what we do in shadows like that's not really a, a real possibility so it's a, a staten island vampire community in real life i mean i really do feel like I, other than like bringing back gallery girls or bringing back like a kel on earth which you know went for two seasons i, I really can't imagine anything else that that's happening scripted wise that i would need a reality based uh show about it as well and i don't really even know like what the trend is even in tv right now that that they would because it was really like they were capitalizing off this trend of like ooh scandalous prep school we'll do a reality show of it and also reality shows of kids in high school was also kind of popular so I I don't even know yeah. what's popular right now like a real life I mean we've got the Bachelor and we've got Golden Bachelor I don't really know what else we could ask for or like Euphoria that's the only thing I could think of life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs no deductibles no enrollment periods and especially no more what ifs visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Which would be a liability. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, the, it just three episodes. <laughs> would never happen. <laughs> they, speaking of which, the other day I was on TikTok and someone had created a fake preview for Euphoria in the style of a Disney Channel <laughs> preview for a show. Like, oh my God. check out what happens to Rue and her friends on this week's <laughs> episode of Euphoria, only on Disney Channel. <laughs> What happened to the suitcase on the special episode? <laughs> but but you guys point to a, a big point, which uh, to a major point here, which is that there was so much at the time. There was so much of a need to create content that could be turned into a reality show, or like you know, we just reality shows were not new, but they were still very kind of 
um, segmented into two or three or so categories that we were still learning the model. We were still learning what worked. We were still learning how to edit people, that kind of stuff. Now there is just so much stuff out there that it's so easy to create a reality show without having source material anymore, to be honest. Like it kind of just starts like Housewives, for example, like they're, you know, the source material, once they based one franchise off of a major scripted show, after that, it just kind of continued on and on and on and spun off so many franchises. Same with the sellings. There's now, I think, three of them. Yeah. Um, so at this point, yeah, I, I guess it, there's just so much reality content out there that you don't even really need to base it off of anything anymore. We're in hell. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that a lot of reality TV fills kind of like a void that for me, at least that like scripted doesn't get like there aren't a lot of like ensemble comedies. I'm not saying that Vanderpump Rules is necessarily a comedy or that like Summer House is a comedy. I'm but uh, you very rarely get to see um, like g- large groups of friends like living their life without it having like a murder plot at the middle of it or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of pressing trauma that they have to figure out. Yeah. You don't really get those hangout shows or when you do like Gray and Crew, it's like unceremoniously canceled. So I feel like in that way and and you could say the same about Housewives, like you don't get a lot of scripted shows about women over the age of 32. And, and when you do, it's and just like that, which is its own weird amorphous show (laughs) so you know it's nice to have housewives and it's nice to watch them just like do stuff and not have to like justify it at all so Mm -hmm. that's that's sort of my perspective on reality tv is like supplemental to script scripted instead of the other way around totally yeah i like that i like that too it is kind of although you know i would love just my my kingdom for like a 30 minute old-fashioned hanging out sitcom that's good by the way not like one that will age poorly 30 years later (laughs) but (laughs) um some other questions that I had like I was just thinking about this because we talked earlier about a couple of characters or people standouts um of people whose fashion we liked or disliked or people who were just outrageous are there are there any other people we haven't really talked about like PC for me from NYC prep is one of the main ones we haven't even really dove into especially the Tiffany Trump of it all. Oh my God. I what what a strange fellow. He's so <laughs> he's so odd. Like clearly he was inebriated a lot of the time and like that yeah. was informing a lot of his <laughs> oh, yeah. decisions, but they couldn't talk about that because what is he like 17 at this point? Like Yes, and the the ways they try to talk around it too, you're like, just say drunk. It's, it's right. so uncomfortable. <laughs> Right. Yeah, PC's so fascinating. I would really love to like just spy on him. Just see what he's up to for what do you do? What what does he do? He married a woman named Esme. Yeah, <laughs> and Tiffany and Trump was at the wedding. Horse. Uh yeah, I think so. <laughs> Gosh, what a day when I found out he got married. And they were like, Yeah, but like we're definitely gonna be fucking other people, so don't worry about that. We just love each other, like real bad. But don't worry about it. <laughs> But it's also a PC move on his part. I feel like I wouldn't expect anything less from him to come out of nowhere and to tell everybody this when everyone's like, wait, who asked? What happened? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Also such a strange or like interesting relationship between he and Jesse because Jesse is such a know-it-all, but she couldn't clearly see what was right in front of her, which is that there was like no chance in hell that PC was ever going to be her end game. Like never. It was never going to happen. Never. Never. Poor thing. Absolutely not. Um, the thing with PC that was interesting to me was just, yeah, like (laughs) he felt about, he felt so much older than everyone. It kind he like, because he looked older than all of the Mm -hmm. cast members and acted a little older and like, it was weird, but at the same time, still like just wildly inappropriate. (laughs) Um, in looking him up in the cast, I forgot that his PC stands for Peter Carey. So his name is Peter Carey Peterson. Mm-hmm. That is <laughs> Peter Peterson. Yeah. 
<laughs> which can only happen if you're a billionaire or, the, mm-hmm. or like yeah. the grandson of a billionaire, you know? You can't get away with that otherwise. Are you kidding me? There's like a, there's, yeah, there's an old money barrier to entry for that kind of a name. Definitely. Definitely. He was <laughs> such a little terror. Oh my God. Mean. And oh who was that God. woman who like had a magazine and she would go on every New York reality show. She was very thin and her name was like, Something that she made up, but she used to hang out with PC on the show and it was so inappropriate because she was a good 10 years older than her, him and just be like, let's hang out. Let's go to like Labane and, and like do drugs with each other. You're so cool, PC. <laughs> just very, very odd. Very odd. What is it about prep schools that attract these kinds of specific weirdos to like party with 18 year olds? Right. Yeah. Looking at you, Jerry Seinfeld. Like, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it is one of the, it, it just, I, there is a reason why this show would not get made <laughs> in 2023, yeah. but, but yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is like, would it even be that interesting anymore? Because I think like this generation is just so different of like, these were all young millennial kids, right? Yeah. Like they're now adults. I feel like the Gen Z, their Gen Z counterparts who now attend these schools are probably very different, much more like inclusive, don't care about things as much about like income and things like it's just it's a whole other playing field now. And I it in some ways, I'm happier for this generation that they don't care as much in some ways. But then there is that whole like phones would make this completely different, too. So like yeah. in both of these cases, like you know, the advent of smartphones was only starting in NYC prep and even in gallery girls. I mean, many people were still on blackberries. So it's a very, it's a very different culture. Yeah. And I wonder if you, if you agree with this, I don't really like dabble in Gen Z. I don't know many of them, but I feel like there was that trend of like rich kids of Instagram where they were flashing. And now I feel like they're like, well, I'm not seeing what the rich kids are up to these days. Like, I feel like they've all got Finstas and they're just like yes. not very online anymore. And I think that that no. might be part of it. Like they really value their privacy in a way that yep. millennials didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But maybe I just don't know people in Gen Z. (laughs) I think it's also just easier to, if you want to, I wouldn't say go viral because you can't really go viral intentionally, but I think it's easier to make yourself into an influencer and kind of receive the same kind of perks that going on a reality show used to afford you. And it's less effort and it's less invasive into your into your own personal life and you could get popular from making really good dance reels or something like it can only be one facet of your personality versus like a reality show where they really get in there and you essentially make the same amount of money in their mind i believe right exactly exactly yes um yeah and I, i i agree with all of that i think the other thing that's interesting to me is like when you're on these shows, you're under a microscope. And so you don't always get control as to how you end up being edited. And then nowadays, it feels like with a lot of these teenagers, like one, they have the Finstas, which is, you know, they value their privacy. But at the same time, in this world, when these teenagers were teenagers in 2000, 2007, eight ish, you they were not super awkward. I mean, what they did was awkward, but like the way they looked was not awkward. Mm. They they probably looked more put together than most teenagers in America or the world. But but nowadays, like I feel like there is there is a bit of that pressure to like always look of that like of that nature and always be that well dressed. Like you don't the awkward phase <laughs> is not is not um something people can really enjoy anymore, I think. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I, I, I look at all these TikToks of people who are like doing these like sexy little dances back in 2023. Whereas like me and my girlfriends were like fighting over which Spice Girl we were going to be and like <laughs> just taking exactly. out clothes from the closet to make them kind yeah. of look like a costume. And like we didn't care about looking cute. Who, how, how would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> male, gay, male gays don't know him. Like, no. you know, <laughs> not at all. You're- it's not something that you're concerned about when you're trying to just make sure that your camouflage cargo pants uh, look very p- near identical to the Survivor video as you're trying to learn the yeah. choreography, you know? That that was my primary concern. Was like, do I our was outfits worried about the match? choreo? Yeah, yeah. 
like a true artist. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna redo this music video in the living room. Uh, not photo perfect. Okay. Like, there's just right. no point if we're gonna half-ass it. <laughs> um. So we've talked about a bunch of the cast members on this show, and we've talked about a few plot lines. But I want to know: Are there any other standout plot lines from either of these shows that we haven't? taken the time to talk about dissect if you will Ooh, and oh gosh that's such a good question do you guys remember the suck lord when when sean oh Paul my god yes <laughs> hired that 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 artist man named yes. the suck lord who did all those like little cartoon figures and yes. it seemed very weird but she actually like Again, Chantel will come at the last minute, the 11th hour, and do something that's, like, so random and actually successful, and you have to give it to her, and she lives to see another day. <laughs> Error. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just always endlessly fascinated by just the concept of end of century in general as, like, a major plot line. I, I just yes. – nothing about it makes – sense or like there was ever like a business proposal or any sort of organization and just their like deep misunderstanding of trying to sell art <laughs> and I don't know just the the vibe between the three of them that opening party was a complete disaster every time they tried to do anything like you said like in the 11th hour Chantal would like do something but they they obviously all hated each other before they even got it off the ground. I'm just endlessly fascinated by just the end of century as a concept and the people who came together to make this monstrosity. And what happened to it afterwards? I mean, I know it closed, but I wonder if Claudia was like ever able to like sublet it and then get her money back or whatever. Right. Did her parents get their money back? Oof. I'm going to go with no. Probably not. Probably not. Let's 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 be honest you here. Maggie's boyfriend. That's I'm talking really about a earthy. hunk of meat. That guy was just like the largest, like beefiest dude. <laughs> Seeing him in galleries is so disconcerting in some of these wide shots because he's the, clearly the largest man there. He's such a bro, like so finance. Like I'm watching football with my boys, like barstool sports kind of attitude. And she would just be like, yeah, baby, why don't you hold me like a little baby and give me a cupcake for my birthday? Like, girl, stand up. <laughs> that baby voice is so ups- like I, every time she used it, it's like please stop it's it's upsetting to hear and we don't want to witness it at all <laughs> there is a funny scene Ugh. where she's like oh we're like gonna go to the beach so that ryan can surf one more time before it gets cold and he surfs the shittiest tiniest baby <laughs> wave and you're like <laughs> you can't even bro right you fucking loser <laughs> awful oh my gosh oh my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it, the, like who was the clientele for end of century like a very rich very thin girl <laughs> who wore like like wrap dresses like big shapeless dresses and wanted art really bad right then and there it's truly for Gwyneth Paltrow alone. Like that's the yeah. <laughs> only person I can imagine. And, no. and the, the audacity to open this gallery slash retail space at like the height of the fucking recession and then be incensed right. that no one wants to drop thousands of dollars on some painting God. from an artist that they've never heard of. That's probably not worth it. Right. Exactly. Like what clientele is just like strolling down the Lower East Side? Yeah. The Astors, they're just going to go to Chinatown today and <laughs> just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to drop $20,000 on a piece, random lady. There, There is like this level of delusion that you have to be uh achieve in order to be a part of this circle right. which is to, to be believe that like <laughs> you have to be 23 you have to believe that there is still a very large market for art and if you place a gallery in these neighborhoods where the median income is under a hundred thousand dollars people will still buy art like it's just there's so much there that <laughs> just does not like compute and at this point it's interesting to think, like, had Gallery Girls aired in the last couple of years, would there be an NFT plot line? I don't know, but like, I'm sure it would have come up. Right. I love NFT their, girls. Their absolute shock at the opening of our party where they're like, 
our 22-year-old friends just came to drink the free wine. What? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you not buy this $18,000 piece? (laughs) Babe, come on. They're living with five other people in bedside. They're not going to buy your pieces. They can barely make it here on the subway. Like, please just be grateful. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that it's just the funniest conceit of Gallery Girls is like, here's a bunch of different women who identify as a Charlotte trying to make it (laughs) in New York. And I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Oh, my God. My God, the the concept of like Carrie's job of working for like a luxury concierge service. Oh like, my God, what? How did you even find a job like that? Lifestyle was it? Lifestyle consultant is what she called herself. Am I, I something guess. like that? I remember yeah. her like going onto a, a like the the private jet place in New Jersey to give somebody donuts. Like, what's right. going on over there? And how much are you getting paid for that? Because she's basically like a private door dasher is sort of was my takeaway upon second viewing because she kept saying she worked in hospitality, but then called herself like a concierge. I'm like, why? Like, which one? Like, pick a lane. And then when she delivered the donuts, I was like, oh, like, you know, high end door dasher, discreet, signs an NDA type thing. Right. Right. Like, we're getting... Yeah, we're getting Levain cookies for Diddy on his <laughs> PJ before he goes to LA or something. Yeah. yeah. She's walking across the Brooklyn Bridge to get a slice of cheesecake for that's him. For sure. like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's going on. Uh, definitely. But, definitely. And I really loved her like chutzpah to try to be like, yeah, I care about art. <laughs> like, well, she's right. just, well, she <laughs> is just trying to truly live her Carrie Bradshaw fantasy of like living in an apartment on like the Upper West Side and or wherever she that's probably not where she lives. Sorry, the Lower East Side, wherever she lived. <laughs> Sorry, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was living in the West Village at that point, right? Carrie was. I think so. I think so. She lives in a nice neighborhood, I believe. And she was cute. Yeah. Yeah. And her mom said that yeah. she worked hard to get there. I, I believed that for sure. Mm-hmm. Unlike for sure. Maggie, that's just like, I work hard. It's like, no, you don't, babe. It's all right. No. Like, <laughs> like when you're... Chantal was like, not all of us are meant to work hard. <laughs> but it's, I think Chantal in many ways was ahead of her time. She was at least willing to admit it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like where, and, and that's another reason why gallery girls would be fascinating to watch this day and age where the half of the cast would have to very much admit their upbringing and why they are able to work a free internship Mm -hmm. in a gallery like that. There's just like a whole other layer and same with NYC prep. It's just like, I don't even know if people would be interested in wanting to watch that because there's a layer of privilege that people are just like not wanting to watch, at least with kids, I think, and people who are, they're not, I guess in some ways, Nepo babies, but just like people who just happen to come from wealthy families. Right. Yeah, I wonder how that would play at at this point. Like seeing the kids, I would still like to do it, see it, but it's also, you know, like burn the millionaires, you know, (laughs) eat the rich. I mean, I eat the rich, but let's watch them too. For sure. Sure. Like maybe we don't get into the school, but maybe we bring back like a super sweet sixteen, my super sweet bar or bot mitzvah. Like I like like that's maybe like a good. I don't know, but all of these families in general are so image conscious and so aware of how this plays yep. when they try to apply yeah. to Ivy League schools that I think that everybody is way too self conscious to ever really be at that point that we were at. Yeah, to go back to like what would not land in today, like a drunk PC asking everybody who's a virgin still, <laughs> like, oh. that would have been cut. That would have been cut from the, <laughs> the, cut. on the floor immediately. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been Kathy Hilton. Like, I will, I will take this all the way up to Mr. NBC if I have to. Yeah. I'm suing NBC. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> um. So, thinking about these shows, what do you think are ultimately their their lasting legacies, if you will? Like, coming out of these shows, what have what makes you remember them still? in 2023 every time i'm in columbus circle i think about when pc dumped um what's her face uh not camille but uh 
uh, Kelly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like made her, played her for a fool. She's like, what do you mean? Gosh, I miss Kelly's singing career. I, I didn't even oh. think about that. Her attempt to be a pop star. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Shout out to her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh. and her, her search for a, for a singing coach. Just like having random middle-aged men come over to her apartment <laughs> that her parents didn't live in because they were living in the Hamptons or whatever. They were just like, yeah, just live in that apartment, kids. No problem. Okay. That plot line is still the wildest thing ever. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we adults are just going to leave our our children to live in this apartment in Manhattan. Yeah. That's a great, like, just a fantastic idea. Let's let's definitely do that. Wild. It's peak rich people bullshit for sure. And it felt very uh, rich girls in a way too of just mm-hmm. like, oh yes. Okay, yes. I'm off to like London for a month. Like, here's five thousand dollars for pizza. Bye. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's those are such. Yeah, I think that's why we're still talking about these shows in 2023. Outside of just because that's the episode of this podcast, but like it is that the the, the fact that Bravo was just like, yeah, this is a healthy situation to be airing <laughs> on national television. Isn't this quirky? And fun. (laughs) (laughs) Being a Rashki kid feels really good on Madison Avenue, I have to imagine. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) crying any tears or worried about them in any way, shape, or form. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think especially when looking back at both of these shows, they really do serve as like a time capsule. In a lot of ways, mm-hmm. between yeah. the fashion, the way, I mean, the way that the city used to look, because I'm sure it looks yeah. so much different now, especially in Brooklyn. And I just think it's like a great little time time capsule and like keepsake for us to be like, oh, remember 2007? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm exact. Like, I love that. Yeah. Like time capsule feel like I can remember the vibes and I could just like close my eyes and feel it. Yeah. It's this perfect time capsule and just like a reminder of, you know, I love social media, but what was lost when we adopted social media as being strayed from the sidekick's light. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, also, I think Uh, these shows are kind of like remain in the zeitgeist is not only because it's like a moment in time, but also I think because of it was just one season. I think you mm-hmm. always wonder the what ifs of like, oh, where are they now? What are they doing? I mean, I wonder what like former contestants from America's Next Top Model are up to more frequently than I care to admit. And I definitely wonder that about gallery girls in NYC prep. I mean, PC makes himself known, but everybody else don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, Sebastian is like his wife is on like the Food Network or something. Yes, she's like an in, in, yes, yeah, an I influencer, saw that. like very yeah. like cool or whatever, and hmm. he they're expecting so good oh. for them. Wow, yeah, he lives in Philly now. Oh, okay, a, yeah. I hope that yeah. baby gets the that where, great hair. Right, the where are they <laughs> now? The swoop right out the womb. <laughs> that, that was kind of the sweet thing about most of the where are they now for NYC prep. I was like looking at you know where most of these people are and. Apart from the PC Tiffany Trump of it all, like most of them seem to be living pretty normal lives. Like Jesse got married a couple years ago and her her brother's a rabbi who officiated the ceremony, mm-hmm. which I thought Aww. was sweet. And like, um, you know, I think Camille's like a marketing director or something like that, which like, you know, makes sense. She's a go getter. And uh, I, generally, I think one or two, at least t- either Taylor or Kelly's kind of remained out of the spotlight. But generally, like you know, really barring PC, these people have kind of done okay for themselves, seem to be living kind of normal adult lives, which is the best we can hope for after being featured on a reality TV show that was supposed to model itself after Gossip Girl. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely rumors about Taylor, but they're dark. Yes. Oh, no. They're dark. Oh, no. Yeah. Apparently she's uh, got a substance abuse problem and people see her on the subway, like asking for money and stuff. But those were that was a few years ago. I hope she's better. I really do. Yeah. Us too. So too. Yeah. Yeah. On a lighter note, I know that Chantal started, of course, uh, a little like we band, like very like him and her. Of course Uh she did. 
when I looked into what she was up to. Um, and she yeah. did move to Paris and then now I, lives um, in LA. <laughs> Went back to the motherland. <laughs> I um I listened to I guess it was one song. You know, it was very ambient. It's just one of those like they kind of all flow into the other. I just a lot of like you know, like random uh, uh, what instrument is this saxophone and and drums and stuff it's just very it's a lot it's very minimalist but it's also a lot <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of minimalist uh-huh. <laughs> um couldn't find anything on claudia she's like not i didn't if she has an instagram it's private or it's a finsta but i didn't see anything about her i was very curious and angela I, has her own very successful commercial photography business yeah she actually raised some waves on tiktok a few months ago because she wanted to wear a half white dress to a wedding and was like asking people's advice oh my god i remember that yeah. <laughs> they're like girl that was her yeah. oh my god yeah they were like girl don't do it please don't do that <laughs> no did she do yeah, it it was like a black strapless <laughs> top with like a white organza skirt it was very bridal oh oy vey. <laughs> wow well before we end things for today i just wanted to see if there were any other honorable mentions of one and or two season wonders for that matter that you we had to uh shout out before we end the episode there was one show that I feel like I was like the only person who watched. And I think it was called like 45 days of summer or something. It was about a bunch of single people in Chicago, like in the summer. I liked that show, but it got canceled pretty quickly. Oh, (laughs) It was was good though. It was a good one. How about you, Margo? I loved Kel on earth. I Uh, really, It, it just yes. yeah it hits that sweet spot that like gallery girls does that like some of the hills kind of does some of like the city does so i really yeah. love that and i really think kelly catrone is an interesting character and she's not a good judge on america's next top model but she is an a, well she's a, not a great boss but she's a great boss to watch be mean to other people mm-hmm. <laughs> she's been one of my favorite talking heads of the last couple of years you know in that documentary we watched recently it was like how to be an it girl mm-hmm. or whatever um she's just like very good at kind of describing the scene at the time and it's she's almost like an unofficial historian of like you know 2000s new york which is always fun yeah um for me there was one show that the show itself was fine but really it's the tagline that i remember to this day which is (laughs) it was the show workout with that trainer jackie i forget what her name was but it was Mm -hmm. the tagline was three percent body fat and I need like a hundred percent drama or oh, something God. of that. It was just, it was very like, there's, there was so much like fat phobia with it and everything. And it just like of, a, of its time thing, but like, it still sticks with me to this day. 3%. I don't even think that's like sustainable to live on. <laughs> I It certainly is not. She would be dead. That would be the show. One episode. May she rest in peace. Like, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but this has otherwise been very fun. Before we end, any final thoughts? <clears throat> no, I mean, like if PC's single now, I'm ready to marry. I, I can get one out of the way, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we um, close out the episode, Kara, we'd love to for you to promote anything love for to, for you to tell people about your wonderful podcast that we very much enjoy. Thank you. Yeah, my podcast is called Everyone's Business But Mine. It's a pop culture and reality TV recap podcast and I talk about everything in the reality TV. Like I run the gamut from sister wives to housewives to uh, summer and winter house Vanderpump rules the whole thing. We're talking about, you know, what Joe Jonas did this week and you know, who Nick Cannon's knocked up again so check it out yeah kara's got three episodes a week so you know yeah it's a get, lot there's, there's something lot for everybody <laughs> thank you guys Truly. so much for having me thank you so no, much for coming you. back we we're so happy to talk more reality tv with you and it's yeah. always it's always a good laugh and we love having you on so fun yeah. Well, thank you so much, everyone for joining us once again for old millennials uh we are 
on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, wherever you really look for podcasts. Um, while you're there, if there's an option to leave us a rating or a review, please. We always love to hear from you. Um, additionally, you can find us on social media. Uh, we are at the old millennials pod on Instagram and Facebook. Love posting all sorts of fun pictures, videos, reels, what have you. Um, and then really until next time we say bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.